Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're going to be talking about Jesus this week and the radical Jesus. Was he that radical, Colin? He was very, very radical. And the reason why we're, we're going to talk about how radical Jesus was is because God's purpose for every Christian is to be like Jesus. If I was to say, what is God's purpose for your life as a Christian, no matter who you are, no matter what walk of life you're in, uh, the answer would be, the short answer biblically would be, to be like Jesus. So therefore, Paul says, we are being transformed into his likeness from glory to glory with ever-increasing glory. And of course, when we go to heaven, we shall suddenly, in a twinkling of an eye, be transformed into his likeness. That will be the ultimate fulfillment of God's purpose for every Christian. So this is a very challenging way to look at the gospel because it raises a fundamental question. Do you want to be like Jesus? And everybody can say yes, knowing that that's the correct answer. Um, but it doesn't actually really answer the question because the question is, do you want to be like Jesus? Not should you want to be like Jesus? Or one day when you go to heaven, will you be like Jesus? But do you want to be like Jesus? You see, there's a real sense, Julia, that if a person does not want to be like Jesus, they do not want to go to heaven. If a person does not want to be like Jesus, he does not want to be a follower of Jesus. Now, what does it mean to be a Christian? It means to be a follower of Jesus. The commission that um, Jesus gave to his church is to go into all the world and to make disciples of all nations. So God's call upon every Christian is to be a disciple. But what is a disciple? A disciple is someone who wants to be like his master. So on several different occasions, Jesus said, it is enough for a servant to be like his master. Now, obviously, we are all called to be servants of the Lord, to serve the Lord. And actually, the Greek word that is used for servant uh, is the word for slave. We are all called to be slaves. Now, that in, that in, its sense, in itself is radical because you hire a servant but you buy a slave. And what Jesus has done is he has purchased us with his blood. He has bought us. So the apostles like Paul, Peter, and so on, they describe themselves as slaves of Christ. And Paul, when he's uh, writing to the Romans, says that we are slaves of righteousness, that we're called to be not just servants, but slaves. So all this is very radical if you take literally what, what Jesus says. And of course, the only way to understand what Jesus says is to believe literally um, what he says. So do you think there are some areas in which we have a rather distorted view of Jesus then? Oh, yes, because, I mean, there's, there's the syrupy, treacly, gentle Jesus, meek and mild. Now, Jesus was gentle, he said that he had a humble and gentle heart. 
And he was meek in the sense that he was humble. Um, but he was bold, he was confrontational, and he was certainly radical. So what we're going to do uh, this week is to look at some of the topics about which he really was very radical in what he said. Now, the purpose of this is not to shock us, but to shake us, so that we can understand how serious uh, God is about these particular issues. And we're going to jump in with both feet uh, today and see what Jesus said about sin. It's not a word we often hear today. No. And you see, that's part of the problem, isn't it? Because what has happened in our modern society, and you would have to say even in most of the denominational churches, is that there is a lot of compromise as to what is sin. Now, the government of the day cannot determine what is sin in God's eyes. Actually, the church cannot change its perception of what sin is. If something was sinful in God's eyes in the time of Jesus, it is still sinful in his eyes today. But I'm not going to talk about what specifically is sinful. You've only got to look at the scriptures to discover that for yourself. But what is Jesus' attitude towards sin and those who commit sin? Now, we know that Jesus came as our Savior to save us from the consequences of sin, to make it possible for us to be forgiven, and so not to be judged in the way that we deserve to be judged. Because God hates sin, all those who sin are actually under condemnation, Jesus says. They are under judgment until they are saved from the condemnation and judgment that they deserve. Uh, part of what it means when you say a person has been saved is to say they have been saved from the judgment and the condemnation that they deserve because they have sinned. Now, you see, we talk about little sins and big sins, um, white lies and black lies and all the rest of it. We tend to have a scale that some things are much more sinful than others. But what the scripture tells us is that God hates all sin. Uh, if you think of what Adam and Eve did when they were expelled from the garden and cast out of fellowship with God, they took one bite out of a piece of fruit. Incidentally, the scripture doesn't say it was an apple, just a piece of fruit. They took one bite out of a piece of fruit. But that was sin because it was disobedience and broke the relationship that existed between them and God. So it was very serious in its consequences. And of course, we talk about man's fallen nature because of that original sin, that we all inherit that natural inclination to sin, to please ourselves instead of pleasing God. So, what does Jesus say about sin? Well, he says a lot, and I've got to be, in the time available, very selective. I'm going to begin by saying something that he said in the um, Sermon on the Mount. When he said, the eye is the lamp of the body. 
If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Now, that doesn't sound too radical at first. Jesus is saying the way in which you use your eyes physically will determine whether your body, your life, is full of light or darkness. Now, you can be a Christian and you can go to church and you can praise Jesus and still use your eyes in the wrong way to read the wrong material, to look at the wrong videos and, pro and uh, programs on television. Uh, you can look at people with lust, with criticism, with judgment. How you look at people will determine whether you are full of light or darkness. So that seems fairly radical. But later on in his ministry, Jesus says this. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. Does he mean that literally? Now, that is radical. No, of course he doesn't mean it literally, but it's radical. Why should Jesus use such radical language? Is he simply scaremongering? No, what he's trying to get across, and he, he's talking to this, uh, this to, um, to his disciples, to the people that are around him when he's preaching. He says, uh, listen, you have got to understand that when I say the eye is the light of the body, uh, it matters immensely how you use your eyes. If you misuse your eyes and get full of darkness, it's not just a pity or a shame or, well, you needn't have done that. It is so, so awful in God's sight. And the consequences of looking at the wrong things, misusing your eyes and being full of darkness has eternal consequences because it means that you can be thrown into the fire of hell. Now, you see, Jesus believed in hell. And therefore, if we are Christians, we have to believe in hell. Jesus knew the reality of hell. He had come from heaven, and he knew the reality of heaven and who goes to heaven, but he also knew the reality of hell. And Jesus died to save us from that judgment of being an, in an eternal fire that never goes out. And he says the way to be saved from that is to be saved from your sin. So it's no use us just saying, well, thank you, Jesus, you died to forgive me for my sins. But then you go on misusing your eyes, filling your life with darkness, because that, even though you claim to be a Christian, is living as if you are not. So Jesus puts this across in a very radical way just to really shake people to see the consequences of their sins even once they become Christians and are disciples. You've been listening to Faith for Today presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 